Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast where our main question is what does it mean to be human? In the last episode, we tied it to Sophie's world, and for this episode, we're tying it to Slaughterhouse Five. Taking a leave. This is your episode now. You can do all the talking. I don't like talking. You're back with your speakers, Xavier, William, and Katie. <laughs> Dr. Pepper left us. It's all over. <laughs> they left us for the group down the hall. <laughs> okay, so what do you guys want to talk about? I guess how trauma relates to the viewpoints and perspective of human beings and, uh, and how it like disillusioned memory and experience. like to uh, would you like to specify your readings you know like a person not reading from a script with you okay. we are not reading from scripts of course no, the, entire show, the entire show is unscripted uh, we don't write anything down beforehand no evidence at all uh, I mean, it's a podcast we're supposed to just like have ideas like people I guess people would have ideas. That's definitely a thing. And guess like the person down the hallway speaking. So uh, yeah, the first idea, I mean, how does trauma affect how people see everything? If you look back at like World War II and then it, I mean, you don't see that many books about how, how bad it was from that are produced now. It's more like you got like Captain America, and you don't see a lot of books that are very popular that actually show the uh, sort of like the real the yeah. real thing as to the perspective of the soldiers. You just have second hand or, or third hand accounts of it. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you also look back at like those realistic movies. Sometimes there are outliers like. Band of Brothers or uh, Saving Private Ryan, and those were yeah. Saving Private Ryan is known for having this very realistic opening yeah. sequence. Actually, let me look this up because I've always thought of, this was kind of weird, but uh, we can look it up as a podcast. They do that in real podcast, which we are. Just you know. What year? I can't type. Hold on. What year? You did the thing and I got a message. That was great. That was great. Yeah. I think it was 1944. Oh, D-Day? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, you know, 1944 is only one year to the war's end. Mm-hmm. So, you know, most of the soldiers in that battle would have been like 18 to 20-year-olds. 
but in the uh, yeah. in the movie they have Tom Hanks and all the older soldiers portraying them, but realistically they wouldn't have been that old. They would have been. Well, you know, then right again, Tom Hanks was like a. He, what was it? He was he was in a, he was a position of leader, leadership. Well, he was a corporal, yeah. But then he had like uh, like Vin Diesel. He played a uh, a younger Italian guy, and then he had that Southern guy. They, they all played young people. He was just the corporal who was in charge. Yeah, well, most corporals in the army at that time were younger guys. Corporals only, you know, one step up from a private. Yeah. Most privates were 18-year-olds. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like, reading the book. I was kind of a, uh, I was kind of sad the when they just the book Slaughterhouse Five. I was kind of sad reading about the accounts of the American soldiers. How much, how just like disorganized and clumsy and just kind of rude they were. It kind of destroyed my feelings of, you know, patriotism a little bit to hear that you know, our ancestors were kind of jerks compared to the other soldiers. Which I mean, that's true. It's just the, yeah, the trauma, and like uh, nobody wants to remember that. Yeah. And that's what Vonnegut does. He kind of he shows that yeah. truth in all his entirety. Yeah. He just takes down the takes off the veil and it's like, hey, this is how actually how it went down. They weren't nice guys. We were we were the bad guys in a sense. They, well, not fully. They weren't really. superheroes. They were. Yeah. They were regular guys just trying to trying to live. away anything like trauma wise and like we think of like all of the good parts and we don't try to remember the worst parts because like just us as humans like try to push away like problems we have like in the past or anything and we only like look towards the good and that's a weird like interaction that that Vonnegut does with Billy is like if Billy was an actual person he, he probably wouldn't have much of being in the war, mm-hmm. but the, like with Vonnegut like, sending him through time and stuff, he's yeah. kind of being forced to re- remember and like having a face. He has to watch Dresden again. Well, we're seeing life through Billy's perspective, so maybe yeah. the, the human mind is pretty powerful. It might be that Billy truly is flashing between memories so vividly that he actually feels like he's going through time. Yeah. When in reality, this entire book, Billy could just be lying in bed somewhere, having a having a constant nightmare. How I took the book, like, adding on to like trauma, like, like throughout the book, like he'll be like talking about something like totally like non-war related, and then like he'll be like, oh yeah, and then Dresden was bombed, or like spring it always, like he always brings it back to something in the war, even though he could be talking about like the color of the sky, he would always bring it back to the war. Like uh, with the barbershop quartet, he just started crying, but it wasn't because he he remembered. Uh, or was it was it because he remembered like weary, weary and uh, was it not? I don't remember. I don't even remember the page that was on. Did you read crying. this book? I read this book. I liked this one. <laughs> I did not like the other book. That one was weird. 
Which other birds are a couple? Uh, literally any of them except this one. The sun and the period. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that book was strange. I did not like reading that one. Sorry, Christian. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Carson. Uh, On the record, I read all the books. <laughs> <laughs> I read most of the book. My big thing about uh, humanity is that kind of utilitarian issue in our nature is that our objective is just to survive and have kids. So a big emphasis on being human is just surviving, you know. Billy's mind, if it wasn't human, who some other species probably wouldn't go on if it wasn't able to cope with the things he had seen. It, if it wasn't able to just drown all that out and focus on the gooder time, on the better times. Because that's that's a Talfamorian uh, philosophy. It's just to focus on the good and try to forget the bad because if you focus on the bad you'll never be able to move on and but can we ask did has billy really moved on because like like i said he keeps bringing it up like i think he has he uh when he was talking to the war correspondent or the writer in his hospital room he was like i know dresden had to be bombed it will always be bombed. The people had to do what they will always do, and they have done what they will always be forced to do. Like, there's no changing it. He's accepted that, you know, the world is how it is, it is how it will be, and it has been how it shall be. You know, time's a constant. And in a lot of ways, I saw that as a metaphor for the book, or books in general. This kind of you're alive, but you're also dead. You're a child, but you're also an old man, because that's how books are. Billy basically lives inside that piece of paper right there, and in that piece of paper, he's both a child, he's both an old man, he's both in the war and he's out of it. He's on a different planet, but he's on Earth, all at the same time, inside that book. It just depends on what page you flip to. If he dies in one part of the book, well, he's still alive in the other part of the book, so he's both dead or alive, depending on where you are and how you see it. Because it came to me when they were talking about a mountain. And when I heard they talking about a mountain, I thought of a, like a book opened up to all the pages. Like a, like a skyline, almost. Or like a pop-up book. It kind of just made sense to me that maybe our lives are like that. It's all just a book, and we're characters in it. We can't see it. But somebody above us who could see all the pages at once. Like, uh, like uh, Sophie and the... Like, so, like the Major. Yeah. We're Sophie and the Major. And oh, the actual... The, we're Sophie, and the person who's looking at her life is the Major. No. The Major's the one who wrote the book. I guess, like, the Major would be God, yeah. and then, like, mm-hmm. the reader would be some higher entity than God reading our stories. And he'd find it quite silly that we'd be scared about dying because we're him. We're not really dying at all. It just says we're dying. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we're just the characters, and there's somebody reading about us. Yeah. I mean, maybe whoever wrote, or like, well, I guess Vonnegut wrote Billy, but he's kind of like the god to Billy. But it's yeah. like a toddler wrote it. Like, I mean, try to have a toddler explain that to us. They're trying to have someone who wasn't a toddler explain that book and they think that person was a toddler. What? 
Because it just keeps jumbling back and forth. You have to like, actually read it to understand it. I don't think toddlers can read. I <laughs> I've become lost a little bit. But that's okay. So I guess uh, our concluding point. Don't ask me what the concluding point is. I don't know. This is you guys' episode. Okay. Okay. Don't look at the script, which doesn't exist, because no. there's nothing there. <laughs> Quick, use your nine months of English teaching to uh, synthesize. Just because we've been in AP class doesn't mean we're learning anything. <laughs> I went to class for one hour every day, doesn't mean I learned anything. Mm. I'm just here for the books. Uh, how long has this episode been going on for? We're definitely going to be cutting something. Yeah. It's been 13 minutes. But, like, a lot of it is just like. A lot of it is just either dead space or rambling. Mm-hmm. Or background noise. What does it mean? So, the concluding point, I guess, is like being human is different from different perspectives. Like, I would say being human is being something more than the character, being something more than the author. Being human is like being the reader, because you get to see the entire story in an objective view. Like us, yeah. we're human because we're the readers, but also it's seeable that we could be the characters, and someone higher than us is the actual human. And some of those stories that we that we read, I mean, they're they're glorified, like we talked about earlier. They're not, they're not true. Then they're not, they paint a different picture than what the author wants them to see. And it's up to the reader to decide whether or not that is what actually happened. Yes. So I guess our concluding point is that to, uh, to be human, you have to be the reader, you have to be the writer of it in some cases. You just need to be above uh, literature, I guess. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. Bye, guys. Goodbye.